You are listening to the Dogcast, hosted by T Dog, broadcasted by SteelerNation.com. Welcome back to the Dogcast. I'm your host, T Dog. We're coming at you again for episode four from my man cave here in Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. This is our first episode being streamed from the Steeler Nation Network. Thank you very much, Steeler Nation, for picking us up. Um, for those who have been following along, thank you very much for listening thus far, Steeler Nation. Nice to finally meet you guys on this format. Um, you guys may have seen me if you've ever been to the Terrible Tailgate, just to kind of reintroduce myself. We're starting out like episode four, you know, all Star Wars style and everything. Um, but essentially, I'm also the cook for the Terrible Tailgate, if you've also been to that. Um, but welcome to the Dogcast. We have a pretty fun episode here today. I'm going to be going over a complete Steeler game day guide. This is my best tips and tricks. I may be leaving some little things out, um, so forgive me. This is kind of, you know, everything I'm about to say, this is my personal opinion. These are just things that I have done. If I haven't done something you have done, you know, please inform me. I'd love to know so I can, you know, inform people too. So if I'm missing something, you know, feel free to add, but this is going to be a complete guide to the best of my knowledge. It may be kind of bouncing around a couple of different ways um, because certain things can be implemented in, you know, the same situation. So not to get too, too in depth before we get too, too far, we are going to prepare our pie crusts for the listeners who know what I'm talking about for the listeners who are brand new you can kind of catch the gist of what's happening. I'm calling this baking a pie for the sake of being clean here on the radio. So if you'd like to, you know, put your pie in the oven, preheat to 350, go for it. We are here. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry, guys. It's a, uh, I'm excited. You know, this is the, I was actually very nervous to do this episode just because it's, you know, this is a big thing for me being on Steeler Nation. Um, greatly appreciated guys for bringing me on. So we're kind of going to get started in here. Like I said, this is going to be a complete game day guide. My favorite place is the park. My top things to do before the game, some food options, some ticket tips. Um, the ticket tips are actually, you know, we'll get to that later. It's a, it's a fun episode. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to get started. Uh, the first thing I'm going to talk about here in my, in my game day guide, um, is kind of some things to do before the game. So the first thing I'm going to talk about um, is going to be Station Square. There's no reason I'm talking about this first other than it's just kind of like an OG way to go about things. Um, this is one of the first things I ever did when I was tailgating as a youngster, you know, kind of going back and forth to the games. Um, there's a few different things you could do from Station Square too. Um, one of the first things to kind of go about that, you could park in the parking garage over there. I've already done some Checking on some prices and stuff for you guys. The parking garage over there ranges from ten to fourteen dollars in Station Square, and it is across the river from Pittsburgh. It's not—I mean, not from Pittsburgh, but from Ackershire Stadium. Uh, you know, it's not walking distance, but you, there is a million ways to get over there from there. Obviously, you know, park at their parking garage. Then you have a few options from you could ride the ferry, the Gateway Clipper. <coughs> Excuse me. It's probably the most popular option. I even called my little man right before the episode and asked him what his favorite way to go about it was. And he enjoyed riding the boat, too. Um, the boat starts launching three hours before. It's right outside the parking garages at Station Square. So I promise you, you can't miss it. It's, you know, giant ferries right out front, red, white, and blue. Um, they start boarding three hours prior to the game. So, you know, if it's a one o'clock game, obviously you guys can do the math. Um, and... It starts boarding 
at the beginning of the fourth quarter and goes until one hour post game. So you have some time to get out of the game and everything. They're not going to leave you behind. But it's $15 per person round trip. Um, I believe it was $8 each way if you were just going one way. Um, six, kids six and under were free. So that's a pretty cool thing if you have a little family, you know, some younger kids. You still take them on the boat, enjoy the whole experience without having to spend 15 bucks a person on top of your parking and everything too. Um, and and uh, if you didn't want to take the ferry, if you're just looking to kind of get over there, get back kind of quick, you just want, you know, a place to park that's kind of out of the way there. You can also take the Pittsburgh light rail there. Um, and that is $275 each way. So you're paying, you know, what's that? A little over five bucks there to ride that round trip and um, I'll kind of get into the Pittsburgh light rail here later into the episode, but you, there is a station right outside there where the train will literally take you from Station Square right into uh, North Shore Station. And, you know, that's 275 to get into that area and then to come back. Obviously, you could take that North Shore Station by the casino, blah, blah, blah. Like I said, we'll get into the light rail in here a little bit later on how to kind of go about that and where that is. Um, but my big recommendation for this is, you know, if it's just a few people and it's a rainy day, this is something that me and my buddy Alec have done. We loaded up the back of our Jeep, um, brought some cold subs, you know, you can bring a pizza, whatever you want to do. Obviously you can't grill in the parking garage. That's a big thing. I don't know if that needs to be said, but yeah, you cannot grill in the parking garage, but we threw a TV in the back of our Jeep. Drove it up there, a little mini power converter, played some Madden, had a couple brews, you know, ate some subs and stuff. And then we rode the ferry over um, across the river to the game. And that, and that was a nice little afternoon because it was raining the whole time. We weren't really sure of the situation. And this is obviously prior to like me knowing about tailgates and things like that, like, you know, you could pay for and everything. So that was just an option. If you're just looking for a low key thing, you're not really big into parties. That was a cool thing to do. You can also tailgate outside too so if you wanted to park outside obviously if it's not raining and just tailgate that's also an option too there's a hotel right there um it's a little bit different down there at station square than what it used to be when me and my buddy went uh we had a really good time it's probably one of the best games i've ever been to just you know just as good nostalgic memories it was the wild card game in 2015 when we lost to the ravens it was a rainy day, like the whole day. We weren't sure what was going on, so we just kind of hung out in the car, like I said, played some Madden, you know, had some beer cheese dip and you know, just some other little stuff. And then, you know, in Station Square, they have a little food court. We got some pizza. They had a cigar bar in there. We went and had a cigar, um, watched some pregame, and then we rode the ferry boat over, and we got lucky and pretty much stopped raining at, at game time. Um but nowadays, there is some different stuff. You can obviously eat there. It, it would probably be a little bit tough, I think, for the 1 p.m. games. Uh, I just don't see a lot of these places being open that early. Or, if, you know, if it is open, you're pretty much going there and you're not going to go tailgate. You know, so just kind of factor this into your time frame of things. Um, they have they have Buca di Beppo. That's an Italian place. It's like a family serve style. So you're getting like a, you know, a plate of spaghetti for the table. It's not like an Olive Garden where you're ordering, you know, spaghetti for yourself. They had the Gandhi Dancer Saloon, which is a very popular place. Um, the Grand Concourse, which is fancy AF, might not even be open at, at that time. Hard Rock is always something good for everybody. You know, it's it's basically like a you know a 
upscale Applebee's to a point. No disrespect to Hard Rock. I've eaten there plenty of times. Never had a bad meal, to be honest. Um, Homer and Harry's. I've been there like one time a long time ago. There's, you know, there's no reason why I haven't gone back. I just don't really go to Station Square a lot. Um, but it looks like a, a pretty popping place. I always see people in there. Joe's Crab Shack. Uh, I mean, personally, I'm probably not going to go there, um, especially before a Steeler game. I just couldn't imagine having to use Acrisure Stadium's toilets to dispel that. Um, same thing with Kiku Japanese. I don't know how your stomachs are with seafood and stuff like that, but, you know, kind of like just not a good idea to start, you know. Like you're not going to go eat raw oysters, you know, 25 of those before you go walk into the game and drink a dozen beers, you know. So just a thought there. Obviously, you do what you want. You're, you guys are grown. There is a place that I've never heard of. It's called Tureen. It was. It looks like a fast cafe from what I Googled that online. So that's something, you know, if you're just looking, grab something, hop on the boat, obviously. They have Texas Day Brazil. Everybody knows what that is. Big chain, always good. Melting Pot, that is like a fondue place. Those Swedes, they really know what they're doing. Shout out the movie Semi-Pro. Uh, there is a Tapello Honey. I have personally never been to this place either. So there's a few places to kind of Google that I've never been to. Like I said, it's changed a little bit down there since I, you know, since I used to go down there all the time. Um, Yin's Coffee is also another thing down there. So, you know, again, if you're down there for the morning games, you obviously can get some coffee. Um, and then lastly, this isn't a restaurant, but this is probably the last thing to kind of do at Station Square if you wanted to kind of do some pregame stuff before going to do anything, riding the ferry boat over. The, du- the Duquesne Incline is also right there to ride up to Mount Washington. So that's a very cheap thing. Um, I recommend having cash. I'm sure, you, don't quote me, I'm sure you can use cards. It's 2023, but just to be safe, I recommend having cash for some of this little stuff. I do know that Gateway Clipper is a cash-only $15 thing, unless that's changed since the last time I've been there. $15 a person, cash. You know, So pack accordingly for that. Um, but then they also have like, like Pepe's across the river. That's like $7 for a sub to cash only. So that's another thing you might want to carry some bucks on you for that. And you could bring the subs into the stadium as well. Um, but the, but the Duquesne incline, I went ahead and checked that out too. Monday through Friday, they're open from five 30 in the morning to midnight. So you can ride that anytime, you know, if it's a Monday night game, you got some free time. Sure. Thursday night game, you got some free time. Go for it. Uh, Sunday, they are open 7 a.m. to 12 a.m. So that is a, it's definitely not a super tight time frame. You can obviously ride that early in the morning, go watch the sun and everything pop up. Because I'm sure it's a great view. I've never done it that early. I've never had a female that's been crazy enough to wake up at, you know, 5.30 in the morning for us to be up at, in Pittsburgh by 7 a.m. Uh, but it's $5 round trip for adults. Um, and it's only $2.50 for kids round trip. And it's a pretty cool little ride. I definitely recommend it. Bring your camera. You're going to see some really cool stuff up there. I can't really say there's a lot to do walking distance. There may be a place to go eat breakfast. You know, just some of the more upscale places are up there, like Capitol Grill, things like that. So you may, you know, I, I'd just recommend doing some Googling if there's something you want to do. I personally think there's a lot of other stuff closer to the stadium and things like that that even are a little bit more iconic that you should probably take advantage of if you already haven't. Um, but that's pretty much like the rundown for Station Square. One of my favorite ways to go about the game for new people just because it's it's literally like a one-stop shop. It's pretty easy to get out of there, too. Pretty easy to hop on the highways and everything. Not a ton of traffic there. Of course, you have the big crowd kind of coming back after the game, but they do a good job of getting everybody on a boat. And, you know, they, they pack that thing like sardines on the way back. And it's, a, you know, it's a pretty good ride. 
Um, if it's a little bit colder out, that's the only thing that, you know, bundle up. It is, it is breezy on that river. So that's my only recommendation there. Um, but yeah, so like I said, great option. They used to have a lot of other stuff there, like hometown sports used to be there to get stuff, but, um, I didn't really see a lot of shopping things that may be changing. So I do recommend kind of before you come, um, just to see if there's any updates. They're always adding stuff down there and I'm going to be trying to do the same each week before the games or week of the game. I may try to do a quick update if there's anything new popping up, especially for like the weekday games. Cause I feel like those ones are the tough ones, which we will go over that later on this episode too. Um, but now we're going to hop over to the people that pay the bill here. We're heading to the North shore. And the first thing I'm going to kind of talk about here um, which it'll probably take us probably the next 15 minutes to kind of go through this. And then we may take a break to kind of hop on the next segment here. Cause I can, I can only record in 30 minute increments on, on my situation. Um, so North shore, we're going to be talking about the terrible tailgate. The terrible tailgate is poised to strike. You know, that's my little Myron Cope, little OD there for the terrible tailgate. I thought it's a great name, Kevin. Fantastic. Love it. I love cooking for it. It's a blast cooking for everybody down there. Um, but it's a pretty cool situation. If you've never been, I definitely recommend it. It's it, it's usually like $40 a ticket. Obviously, that could change depending on player appearances, things of that nature. But it's $40 all you can eat and drink. Um $20, I think, is like for kids, usually what they run. You, again, this is all week by week thing. So that's why it's like tough to kind of quote prices now because it has been more. Um, but they, there, you know, we, we have player appearances down there. Um, we've had Randy Grossman. We've had Duck Hodges. We've had Cordell Stewart, Trey Essex. We've had David Bednar down there just hanging out. Um, Jeff Reed. Um, Arthur Motes used to always come around. So there's a lot of fun names that kind of pop around, um, and I'm sure they're going to be trying to get some more people this year. But that's all kind of case by case, week by week, just depends on how things look. Obviously, when do, weather, oh, excuse me, um, weather is always a big factor in that stuff because you don't want to have a player come out to sit in the rain and, and nobody can get autographs. And obviously, there's not going to be a lot of people, perhaps, if there's, you know, in, you know, inclement weather. Um, but kind of what I'm going to go into here a little bit about the terrible tailgate is kind of something that, as a fan who wouldn't know, I, I've always kind of wondered, like, what is like, you know, or not I've always wondered, but people always ask, what's like the easiest way to kind of park down there? What's the easiest way to get to you guys? How can I park there? Or how can I park right beside you guys? And it's not always the easiest question to answer, because this is kind of where things like, you know, get kind of variable, um, with what day of the week the game is. So I'm kind of basing a lot of the things that I say off Sunday, 1 PM games, you know, so that sort of thing. But I would say the easiest parking for the tailgate, um, obviously if you, if you can get right on North shore, that's, that's the best option anywhere you can kind of go. R Rivers casino is free. Um, if you're there before 9am, but realistically I'd say get there before 8:30 AM. Cause those people are out there like right at the crack of dawn, probably around 8:45, starting to collect payments there. And unless you have your power card and all that good stuff, you're, you're not getting in for free. And then, then it jacks up to like 60 bucks. Um, but if you do hit it a little bit late, um, you do have some other options station square and the T is pretty easy. That does cost you like, you know, obviously you're, you're, you're now spending, you know, that, $15 to park over there plus your $5, you know, per person, pretty much round trip. So these are all kind of things to consider in that option. But as far as some free options, you do have some, some options of downtown 
some downtown parking where you can still ride that T. Um, but that's kind of where I was kind of tying in the whole station square situation to all this, because, you know, you can kind of use that as a base. Okay. Well, I can go park at station square, do whatever I want there and then go ride the T over like literally directly to where we're at. So this is where I'm going to kind of break down the Pittsburgh light rail system for you. Um, so it is free going from the casino to now you please, I'm, I'm like trying to like go through my notes here the best that I can here. So this is to the best of my knowledge here as well. So it, it pretty much starts out at the casino. It's, it's not too far of a walk right from the front door of the casino. And then that then goes to North shore. And then from North shore, it then goes to gateway. And then it goes to wood street and then it goes to steel plaza. And then I believe from steel plaza on is where it starts charging you money. And that's kind of like where station square heads to all that stuff. But if you can, park anywhere by those um, light rail system buildings you can ride that right to the north shore station which is literally in the same parking lot as us and to find these it is super easy i know it may sound scary i've never ridden the subway and I, and I absolutely understand that you know it's public transportation you can make a wrong turn and owe money or you know blah 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 but i promise you all the employees for the transit are, are extremely nice you can always go online and kind of look up where things are going um, one thing to consider, all trains go downtown. So, so once you're at the casino in that area, all trains are going downtown once they're heading that other way. So no matter what, you're, you're going to hit, you know, Gateway, Wood Street, Steel Plaza, those places regardless. Um, you just have to watch, make sure you're not going to South Hills Village, that area, unless you, of course, park down that way. But if you're on Apple, this is the easiest way. If you have an Android, I'm not sure how your maps are. I'm sure it's very, very similar ways, maybe the same exact thing. But essentially, if you're just typing in Gateway, Wood Street, Steel Plaza, each of these are three different stations, Gateway, Wood Street, and Steel Plaza, three different stations there. Um, and you could park right beside those. I probably wouldn't recommend parking by gateway just because I imagine that's like, that's going to be the one closest to the bridge there. So you may get some of that, like people trying to park there and just walk across you know, that whole situation. So I would say like steel plaza is kind of far enough away where you're going to get those really good discounts. Um, you know, by discounts, I mean like four bucks, you know, so like you're not going to get some crazy like, oh, it's $5 to park here. now. like probably at the minimum, you're probably looking at the 12, 14 bucks because, you know, you'll be there that long. But ride that thing right to North Shore Station and you are right at the terrible tailgate, ride to the casino. You're right at the casino, you know, but regardless, you're right on North Shore, Akershire Stadium area. And, you know, easiest way to go about it, in my personal opinion. Um, and that's if you can't get the parking on North Shore. Obviously, North Shore to me is the best option. And there is a good place to park on North Shore if you can get there early enough. This is kind of like I, I recommend kind of getting on North Shore by 9 a.m. Because at, at 9 a.m. everything opens. There's already a line at things. Once you get to that 9.30, 10 a.m. hour, things really change very quickly in that morning hour for um, those day games. Just because, you know, everyone's, you know, people could be going to work still, all that good stuff. Um, but pulling up here, I just looked up the address here for the parking place that I used to always park at. This is literally right down the street. It's if you know where rally house is on North shore, there's that new dispensary there. It's, it's right on the other side of PNC park. This is the North shore garage. And this is in, in, in my past, again, you'd have to check the um, Alco parking, all that stuff to make sure that the prices are that, excuse me. Um, 
But North Shore Garage is at 20 East General Robinson Street, and it's around 25 bucks to park there. But these open at 9 a.m. So if, if you want good parking on North Shore, like I said, try to get there by 9 a.m. Or, again, you could head downtown, head to Station Square, and you could ride that thing right to where you're going. And, and I would say it's actually still pretty quick to get out of there. Like, you may have to wait for a train, but it's really not as bad as what it sounds. Um, and it's fairly easy. Once you kind of learn the layout of the land, it's, um, it's pretty easy to go from there. Um, so now I'm going to kind of go through and see kind of like what's different, you know, as far as the times of day. Because Sunday, 1 o'clock, that's kind of what all this is based off of. Any choice works any way you want to get down there. Um, don't be late. Traffic is early and it's easy to be late and especially early in the season because people are super amped up, super excited, tons of things going on. Like week one is probably the craziest game of the entire season. I don't even care if we're in the playoffs. Week one is crazier because you have fans coming in from California every single year, things like that. You know, you, you have Steeler Nation coming from the world for week one because they this is like their vacation. Some people only plan for week one. You can't plan for the playoffs because you never know how the seasons are going to go. So week one is absolutely freaking bonkers. I'm trying to use better language here so I can, you know, not, not have to make this an explicit podcast, you know, but uh, so Sunday, 1 p.m., pretty much any choice works. Sunday, 4 p.m., 8 p.m. are kind of, you know, I would say they're my favorite times, but obviously you have some more time to do stuff in the morning and things are a lot more flexible in that regard. Um, you know, you and so pretty much you could do any of these things and more, you know, uh, actually, I think I kind of skipped something here and that, that we're, we're still good here because that's pretty much the options there. So here we go. So Sunday, 4 PM, 8 PM, obviously more flexible. You have more time frame to do everything that I kind of listed there. Um, Thursdays and Mondays absolutely suck. Not going to lie. Oh, and actually, before I jump in, oh, no, no, it's down here. I'm sorry. I'm kind of jumping back through my notes. This is my ADHD going through it here. So um, Sunday, like I said, the 4 p.m., 8 p.m., you have a lot more stuff to do. The Thursday, Monday games absolutely suck. Um, I recommend getting down there by like 5 p.m., like sharp, at, at, at kind of like the latest. It, obviously, you could be there later, but it gets to be really close. That traffic after work going through 376, even on the turnpike, all that stuff is really tight. People are all heading to the same place or going home. So everybody's out and about at, at that time. So if you can get out of work early, I absolutely recommend it. But obviously, if you can't, um, that's kind of where some of these other options come into play. If you are late, getting to North Shore is probably a horrible idea because you're going to wait in traffic getting into it. Then you're going to wait in traffic trying to find parking, even if you have a parking pass. Um, maybe flip the thing if you can't get down there at a reasonable hour because you are going to wait in that traffic getting down there. If you have the time and you're super close, you know, and you're not tailgating, you know, pulling up right at game time is just fine. Um, but it may be easier for you to park at Station Square and do that whole situation because there's not going to be that traffic kind of going there or even by Steel Plaza or like that area to just ride the T right on in there. Um, and that's a pretty good option there too. You know, the casino is still going to be right on North Shore. You're going to have all that traffic hitting from Ohio River Boulevard as well. So Monday, Thursday, all these weekday games are like exactly the same as far as traffic and getting down there goes. Um, so it's just kind of tough, you know. Um, that's pretty we, – holiday games, I don't think we even have any holiday games this year. So I'm, I'm not even going to discuss holidays. If anything pops up like that, I'm going to go over that like the week of the stuff. Um, next thing we're going to go over is tailgating yourself. Um this should be a fairly quick one. There's, you know, 
it's a pretty quick rundown of the options here that you have. The best places are obviously, you know, you know the red and gold lots or the primo lots. If you can find a parking pass online for a reasonable price, those are the easiest lots to tailgate at. You know, you're right in front of the stadium. You can walk right there. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Um, but it's not really cheap. But again, if you look around and you can find it from a good source, you know, it, it's very, it's very possible. Um, but it's the closest tailgating is permitted. If you can't afford a parking pass, what I used to always do is I used to always go up the Western Avenue. It's not a long walk at all. It's usually like 40 bucks. If you're kind of close to the game, it could drop down to 25 bucks. Um, but it's not bad at all as far as the walk goes. There is a good lot up there, Ginzer Mob. If you're familiar with that fan group, they actually have a lot up there that they, you know, have leased out for the season. They have their little tailgate there. And, um, you know, they also have parking spots as well. And you can do your own tailgate there if you want to. Um, but other lots, there's along the entire way, there's a lot pretty much like every other block. You could It runs all the way down to pretty much Franco Harris's house, essentially, as far as parking. And then you could just walk right on down the hill. And you're right at Akershire Stadium. And one of my favorite parts about parking on Western Avenue to tailgate, even just to park, is um, easy access to all the highways. You're literally right by everything. You could hop on 376. You can hop on a High River Boulevard. You can hop on 279. Um, you know, you can go anywhere you need to go, and it's it's going to be a very f- short stint of traffic wherever you're going because it's you know it's just a short road. Um, anything else there? I think that's where we're going to take a little break here. And then when we come back here in just this, you know, five seconds here, we are then going to talk about the strip district. Um, Before I hang it up here about Western Avenue, the reason why I don't recommend this option for the terrible tailgate parking is because you do have to walk all the way down and pretty much around um, Acrisure Stadium to get down to the terrible tailgate from there. There isn't really a direct way down to that side unless you're coming from the whole opposite side by CCAC and like the Children's Museum area. So it's kind of like way out of the way from there. I don't recommend this option as far as the terrible tailgate. But we're going to take a quick little snap second break. I'll be back in just a sec. Whew, that was fast. So now we're back to talk about the Strip District. Um, before we hop into that time to fire up our, our pie here, full of inspiration brought by granny, brought to you by granny Smith apples. And just another quick shout out again. I would like to thank SteelerNation.com again for the hookup here on the network. I'm so happy to be here. It's going to be a fun ride. I hope this is a big thing and I hope we can just keep it going and you know, it's just fun. You know, it's a, it's a blast. I have a lot of stories to tell and a lot, a lot of cool information to kind of talk about and uh but as far as the strip district goes we'll hop into that here and talk about some of my favorite things to do down on the strip um this is kind of like this could be a sunday uh one o'clock game thing and this is kind of why i didn't go over it before because it's a very limited option this is really only if you have the free time during the weekdays or if it's like the sunday evening sunday night games you could do this for the one o'clock games um, but if you're going to eat breakfast on the strip, you pretty much have to park down here at like 7:30 in the morning. Um, and that's still pretty much putting you down by the stadiums at, at 10 a.m. Cause theoretically, like, let's go through this timeline. So you, you're parking at 7:30 a.m. And you're walking to DeLuca's. I recommend parking at the terminal. There's really nowhere else to park. In my opinion, that makes any sense. You might get some free on street parking. If you're lucky, obviously to take advantage, um, but the terminal is a very quick five bucks and you can walk right there and it's, you know, it's secure, all that good stuff. Um, 
but you park there, you're walking over to wherever you're going. <coughs> you know, you're looking at about 745. You're putting your name in the hat. If there is a wait, I've waited up to 30, 40 minutes for breakfast before just to get in the door. So if there is a little bit of a wait, you know, if it's a big game, especially like a week one type of thing, um, you could be down there waiting a bit. So they'll give you a time. You might be able to go grab a coffee or something like that. Um, but then you're probably looking at getting, you know, sitting down by 830, getting your food by, you know, eating. Say, you know, you're going to scarf it down within an hour. So now you're looking at 930 practically. Um, you still have to get back out of the stadium. So now we're looking at 10. So uh, like I said, it's it, it, it time goes very quick for those one o'clock games. So I recommend kind of getting down there early, taking advantage of the day. You're never going to be bored. If you're bored on a Steelers Sunday at 1 o'clock or if those 1 o'clock games and, and you showed up at 7 a.m., you're with the wrong company. I have never, ever been bored just walking around. There's a million things to do. There's free tailgates if you're not coming to the terrible tailgate. There's a million things to do. The Steelers have stuff set up right in front of um, the pro shop and everything there. The pro shop is usually open for a limited time if it's a later game too. Mm. You know, but – so, like I said, I recommend getting there as early as possible. And then, you know, obviously from there, you could just go drive and park from there. You can, you know, go park by Wood Street and take the light rail over. Um, <coughs> so that's all. That's always an option there. <coughs> and then some food options for the strip. This is probably my favorite thing to talk about. I love the strip district. Um, it's probably, like I said, it, it's a top place to go. I, I, in the summer times I go here like every weekend just to even go for a walk. I'll go walk around, maybe get some coffee, breakfast, whatever it is. I don't always get breakfast up there cause then, you know, it'd be 7,000 pounds. Um, but the first place I ever went for breakfast up there was Pamela's. And this is usually where they take the Steelers first on draft pick too. Pamela's crepes. You can't go wrong with a single crepe they have on the menu. Everything is gas. Fresh fruit, whipped cream, you know, I love crepes, Ricky Bobby. I don't know what to tell you, but I love really thin pancakes. They are delicious. But then for a while there, you know, I was getting the crepes like everybody else, you know, enjoying my life. And then I found chorizo hash. And I was tearing that shit up. Chorizo hash is probably one of the best things on their menu. If you're not, you know, if you don't want pancakes and sweet stuff for breakfast and you like a little bit of spicy, of course, you tell them less spicy, I'm sure, and not put as much hot sauce as I usually do on it. But the chorizo hash is fantastic. Highly recommend that. You really can't go wrong. Um, they do have a couple restaurants around town now, too. They're getting pretty big for a reason. They are great. And they let you bring your own coffee if you truly want to. I don't know if I should really recommend bringing your own coffee because it's probably taboo to a point. But Allegheny Coffee and Tea Exchange is like my go-to. They have coffee on draft. You have They have fresh beans if you want to buy that stuff. Fantastic coffee up there. Can't beat it. And I go there literally probably every time I go and I just get, I have a weak-ass order. I get black iced coffee or, you know, cold brew or not, you know, just something black, essentially. I don't get anything in it. And then I have been on, the next place is, is recommended by Connor Hayward. I asked him what his favorite spot is. I always see him down in the strip, not to put him out there like that, but, you know, he, he enjoys down there too. So I asked him what his favorite spot was. And he said DeLuca's. And I'm like, huh, I, you know, I've always seen it, never really went in. And then I went there with my buddy, Sean Spinda. 
and he took us there. Um, I think Ernie Mills was with us too. We had a whole whole crowd of a uh, Steeler family with us. Um, I can't remember the whole crowd. I just remember the food, and that's literally like where this place kind of kind of took me. I remember freezing my ass off too. So they do got a strong AC in that place. Uh, but I always get the seafood Benedict. I'm freaking hooked. It's like shrimp and crab and you know the hollandaise on some fresh mancini bread and I mean, jeez. So I'm I'm very spoiled and I pretty much like only get that there and it's like a bad habit. But me and my buddy Alec were just there. He gets he get he got the meat platter there. All those look fantastic. I've, uh, I've obviously seen other people's plates and what and what they get, and everything looks fantastic. He also got some chocolate chip pancakes. The chocolate chip pancakes were on point. And the other time we were there, we got a burrito. And and the burrito he said was banging too. He couldn't he, he couldn't finish it. So it is big portions too. It's something to kind of keep in mind. Um, and it is cash only. It's a cash only business. They do have some PNC ATMs on the strip. I think they have Huntington or not citizens. They have citizens and PNC bank ATMs on the strip. So if you need some cash beforehand, you can do that. It, obviously, if you don't have your bank, just a small ATM fee, I'm sure. Um, but that is a cash only for DeLuca's. Pamela's does take cards, but DeLuca's is cash only. But um, it's a very small price to pay as far as, you know, just that deliciousness there. And, of course, I got to shout out my buddy, the Donut Daddy of Cincinnati, Kyle Robinson, if you're listening. Uh he owns a piece loving little donuts out in Cincinnati area. Go get some donuts out that way if you're a fan from Cincy. But they also have a piece loving little donuts on the strip. And as all, I mean, you can't really go wrong with little mini donuts that are covered in delicious shit. So if you're looking for a sweet, even like, you know, if you want to hit up the Lucas, get some seafood Benedict. And well, as I was kind of talking shit earlier about eating seafood before the game, I guess I have done that. But. I've lived to tell the tale. You can stop at, you know, peace, love, and little donuts, grab some specialty donuts. They're very little, so, of course, you can handle one, you know. And uh, but that's a good spot to go. It's a very, very popular spot. There are some places that, um, of course, would be open for lunch later on. Um, I think Cafe Ramon is uh, another place that uh, is open for breakfast, but I've, I've personally never been there. So it's tough for me to refer that, you know, I've, I've heard great things about it, but I've personally never been there for breakfast if they do serve it. Um, of course, there's Peppy's. Peppy's is gas all the time, but you can also grab that Peppy sub over on the way to the game and take, you know, a $7 sub into the game. Woolies, can't go wrong with their cafeteria in there. I always go for the scallop po' boy that is banging they also do a soft shell crab sandwich the soft shell crab sandwich is really good too they do chicken wings fresh chips um it's it's almost like so there are two doors if you want to go to the cafeteria you want to stay on the left side and that left side will get you right on in it's like a whole little line there that takes you right through you pay for it all at the end and uh i mean it's it's fantastic it's uh it's fresh seafood that you know that they sell right there that they're making in-house um, and then also if, if you're into sushi, my guy, Andy there makes the best sushi that is cash only as well. Andy sushi's cash only. I doubt he'll ever go to cards, but his sushi is banging. He always has daily specials. I can't disagree with a single thing he's ever had. Some stuff, obviously I just don't like the ingredients, so it's not like anything with him, but 
fantastic sushi rolls every single time I've ever been there. It is sometimes a wait. This is kind of where it's like, you know, just get down there, enjoy your day. There's a million things to go do. You're never going to run out of time. And if you do have time, there's also puttery down there where you can go do some putt-putt golf if you really have that much time to kill for the Sunday night, Sunday evening games. You know, so there's still still some more to do down there. You can always go to Rollins. I love raw oysters. That's a place that serves raw oysters. Um, it's kind of expensive. I think it's like 15 bucks for uh, like a half a dozen oysters. Uh, to me, it's a little bit high, but they they have great lobster rolls, good Bloody Marys, um, you know, good beer selection there. They have a rooftop as well. You know, we can sit outside and everything. So Rollins is highly rated. Cafe Note is a, it's like a small Italian joint. The pizza there is gas. They have these giant, huge slices of pizza you can get for pretty cheap. You know, probably like five bucks or under. Um, you can get a pepperoni roll from Jimmy and Nino's. They have these monster pepperoni rolls. You, you, the, you could try to take this to the game, but there's no way you can eat this in one sitting yourself. Um, it's insane. It's massive. Uh, it's definitely like a two to three people type of pepperoni roll. And they also have monster pepperoni rolls. It's full of peppers and all that good stuff. Um, I was just at the Beer Hive the other day. Where, um, shout out Athletic Brew. This episode is not brought to you by Athletic Brew whatsoever, but they do. Um, I am a brand ambassador for them. They serve fantastic NA beer, which we are going to talk about eventually on this podcast. We may do an episode where I'm just getting a bunch of different flavors from that and just trying them on, kind of giving you, you know, my review on those. I don't drink beer anymore. I stopped drinking alcohol. I had a uh, surgery where just the sugars kind of mess with me now. So I just don't drink whatsoever anymore. Um, but the NA beer is kind of, it's given me beer back and the beer hive does serve at athletic brewing. That's where I was going with that. Um, ADHD uh, tangent there. They do have food there. I didn't really get to try a whole bunch the last time I was in there. They were out of a few things. It was like a Sunday, so you know, not really that big a deal. But they they had some burgers. I had some wings that were pretty good. They got like fish tacos, like a pretty basic menu. But they have a million different beers, so that's a that, that's a good spot if you want to grab you know some different beers and stuff. Um, Ironborn Pizza, fabulous pizza. The shit is massive. Um, it's, I think it's, it's kind of expensive, but it's, it, well, I should say it just sounds expensive. Like when you see the menu, you're like, wow, this is kind of expensive pizza, but you're getting like, I think it might be like 20 bucks for like a six cut of pizza, but it's, I mean, it's massive. Like it's two people, you know what I mean? So you're basically getting $10 a person, you know what I mean? So it's a very reasonably priced thing for what it actually is. Shout out that place. Fantastic. They do the hot honey. If you're into hot honey on your pizza, if you haven't had it, I recommend trying it. It's fabulous. It'll change your life. Um, then last but certainly not least, the OG of the Strip District, the Permanti Bros. Um, I am pretty sure they still serve breakfast there in the mornings as well. They used to be a 24-7 joint. Last I checked, they are open from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m., seven days a week. So if you need to get yourself a sandwich before the game, check check out the Permani Bros. You can get the OG. If you go to the Steeler game, you can obviously get one in Akershire Stadium, but you're only going to be able to get like the steak or like the Capicola. Like you can get whatever, like the Colossal Fish if you're into fish sandwiches at, at Permani Brothers. is absolutely massive. Like it's the size of a size 14 shoe, um, like you know, a Chris Wormley cleat on top of a bun. Massive piece of fish. I don't, it's, you know, I don't even know. I, I don't know where they caught these damn things at to have, you know, 20 restaurants full of them. Um, but 
everything across the board, steak with an egg on it. Like, I mean, there's a million combinations. I used to work next door to a Fermanis, and it was really tough to, you know, stay in shape there. Um, so definitely check that place out. Um, and, I, and that is actually the, the original Fermani Brothers, too. So you may even see the OG lady down there, too, Tony. Um, if you see her, I recommend trying to get a picture with her. She's a staple of Pittsburgh. She's one of the, you know, most known figures. You know, she's one of them people that you could just show a character, you know, like a little cartoon character of her, um, and people would know her off rip. But uh, last but certainly not least here, we're going to go over some ticket tips. So some of these ticket tips are straight from Steeler Maniac. Um, shout out Vincent Murray. Follow him on Instagram. In fact, I'm going to pull up his Instagram handle right now to go follow him. Steeler Maniac, you've definitely seen seen him at the games. He dresses up in the Moats jersey. Uh, he's he's come dressed up as Edmonds and James Pierre. Not like, you know, he doesn't dress up as him, just wearing their jersey with some pads and stuff. Which, little backstory, those shoulder pads my guy's rocking are actually my shoulder pads from Semi-Pro which I think are actually Cody Searfoss's shout out Beaver Falls football class of what 2010, my man, maybe perhaps. Um, anyhow, Vince Murray's handle on Instagram, PGH underscore Murray four, one, two, um, follow this guy. Uh, he's got a badass Jeep. He goes to all the games, always sit in front row, spreading that love when he can for Steeler Nation. And he is one of the most knowledgeable people I know about buying tickets because he is constantly buying front row. He's constantly paying under face value for front row. Um, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. We're, we're always front row. You know, he's buying my tickets front row, you know, so he knows, he knows what he's doing. I don't even fret. I don't care, you know, to even look into it because I know my guy Vince has always got the good price on it. So, you know, I just kind of let it, you know, flow, which is not easy for me because I'm, I'm not like that with that kind of stuff. I want to be in control of that sort of thing with my money. And, you know, so I'm just saying that to say it's a lot for me to put my trust in him for ticket stuff. Um, but some of his ticket tips were straight from his mouth. Download every single app that you can. Um, you know, you can use anything that you can whatsoever, like StubHub's, Game Time, Ticketmaster, SeatGeek, just to name a few. Do some research. If you're downloading new apps, make sure they're legitimate. Get some reviews. Make sure the places you're buying from are legitimate websites. That's the biggest thing I could preach to you in that regard um, for his tip. Download every app you can so you have multiple sources to buy these tickets. Um, Ticketmaster has actually been a pretty good plug for us, I believe, but we've gotten lucky on, on some other ones. Um, and he says, check all the time. Do you, you know? He says, Check on these ticket apps more than you check on your mother was like, I think the exact verbiage you used because you never know what some, you know, what's going to pop up all the time. People are listing things all the time and you never know, you know, like when some rich guy's just putting up something just to kind of give them away, you know, um, I'll jump into a little story about that later, but you really get, get lucky finding some good seats on there. So really be diligent, check all the time, check in the morning, check at your lunch, check after work, check before you drive home, you know, then just be ready to buy, you know? And he said, be patient. He said, wait for your perfect price, what suits your budget, where you want to sit, you know, kind of have like a time, you know, like a, a range of what you want to do, have a game plan of kind of like what your dream situation is. Um, if it fits your budget and your seat price, he said, buy it. He said, don't be hesitant. Um, you know, if it fits your budget and your seat of where you want to sit, he said, that's the most important thing is you being happy, you know, 
with your ticket purchase. If you want to be front row and you want to sit by the Steelers tunnel, well, you got to hop on that when you can. I mean, it's a price you can afford. You might as well just do it. Don't wait for them to drop 25 bucks because you may never get the opportunity to get them again and they could just be gone, you know? So waiting it out can screw you um, in that regard. And that's kind of where it comes to the next tip of waiting can screw you, but game day is cheaper technically. So if you wait till game day to buy your tickets, um, that's actually what I do. I'm pretty cheap and I buy my ticket the week of, um, but you can get lucky, but buying them the, the day of the game and get some good prices, but you can also get screwed doing that too. You can get, you know, get unlucky, not be able to find the seats you want and the price range you want. So you're just kind of down to crunch time in some of the situations, you know? Um, so that's kind of like the one knock on waiting. Um, and that, that's pretty much all the tips he had. My tips are going to kind of come to follow, and they're very, very close to his. I had a lot of the same stuff from him. Like I said, I'm cheap. I, I buy my stuff the day of or the week of. I kind of just go around and look. I've gotten lucky on, like, you know, Craigslist if you're in the local area meeting up. Now it's it's very different because of e-tickets. So that's kind of the one thing that's been different now is I used to be able to go and just buy some paper tickets from somebody on Facebook that was like a real estate agent or something in the area that, you know, oh, he's just giving away tickets for the Bud Light deck because they were a promotion from, you know, his, his beer distributor or something like that. You know what I mean? So you, you used to be able to get lucky with that. And, and they still are out there, but it's a little bit harder, you know, to find those deals unless you know the people. That's kind of my next tip is find some friends in this, you know, get added to the Facebook groups, talk to people on Instagram, make some friends in the area because that's really what it is. The Steeler fans want to help Steeler fans. We'd rather fill our seats with Steeler fans and letting them go online. And of course you're paying the fees online and everything like that. So make some friends in the area, try to get lucky with that stuff. Um, to kind of hit up a story on game time, this is why it's good to check the ticket apps all the time. And this was kind of like falling back up on Vince's. But me and my boy were looking to go to a Penguin game in 21 or, yeah, it was in 2021. And I'm just kind of browsing. I'm like, well, I'll see if I find some cheap tickets. You know, if I can find some cheap tickets, I'll go. You know, not a big deal. And sure enough, I find tickets that are listed at a dollar front row. I shit you not, the tickets are on my Instagram. Like, not the tickets, but, you know, me at the game in front row is on my Instagram. I may have screenshotted the price. There's a good chance of it. Um, but we literally sat front row for a buck. After fees, it came like $6 because there's, you know, there's like two bucks in fees. But somebody's pretty much just giving away front row tickets. They didn't want them. Random game, they threw them up. I'm not saying you're going to find front row Steeler tickets for a dollar. But you may be able to get lucky. And if somebody posts them up there for face value and find $200 tickets or find some decent club level, you know, seats for a cold game, something along those lines. And that's kind of, and then my last tip is kind of like where the waiting thing comes into play. You know, if you find something in your budget, buy it because I actually missed the Bucks game this past year, just being cheap. I was waiting it out like Deke. I think he has a very similar story on, on his podcast. Shout out Arthur Motes and my boy Deke. Um, but I waited out. They dropped down to like a hundred bucks and these tickets weren't like $200 before, you know, for whatever reason they dropped so low. I'm like, well, if they're down to a hundred, I could probably get them for 80, you know? And that's kind of where I fell into the trap of like being cheap over, you know, 40 bucks for the two people we're saving 50 bucks overall, maybe with a fee. And I missed out on, on getting into the game for the price that I wanted to, you know? So that, that was the kind of crappy thing about it. You know, um, you used to be able to scalp a lot down there too. You, yeah, scalping is a thing. 
my only big tip on scalping is I really wouldn't do it if you're a noob. It, you know, I hate that sound. It's so corny, noob. Um, but I wouldn't do it if you've never been to the city, if you're a rookie doing this. The reason why I say that is you don't know these people. You know, just spend the money you got to. You're coming to another town. You, your, your biggest thing is just making sure you have a good time. You know, so I recommend just kind of spurging slightly in the ways that matter and just getting what you need. Um, but if you are down here all the time and you go, go to games regularly, you could see most of these people are the same people that are down here all the time. Like me, me and my buddy Alec dealt with a guy named Harris. If you ask for a guy named Harris, I'm sure that he's still down there selling tickets. Um, but these guys are legitimate people doing it. But it is a different game that I have noticed. A lot of these people, sometimes they'll have the paper tickets and everything still, which paper tickets are real. It is still a thing on occasion. Um, but – a lot of these guys are going right on Ticketmaster and all these on these apps like everybody else, and they're just buying the cheapest ones that keep popping up and then reflipping them to you. So you you can pretty much do the same thing, and that's what like the nature of the waiting with this e-ticket thing is now. It's almost like not worth the risk to a point, you know. So if you find tickets in your price range, just buy them. You know, you're saving a couple bucks, but you're you're comfortable and you know what's going down. Um, if you don't mind playing the risk and, you know, at the end of the day, you don't care it, if you do get in or don't get in and you're just down there for the tailgate, you still, you know, you're fine going to McFadden's in case you don't get a ticket, wait it out, save a couple bucks, you know, see what you can do. Cause you know, worst case scenario, you're going to be paying like what you were going to pay anyway. You know, you could get unlucky for these early games are always expensive. So that's where it's like, don't really play with those early games, but later in the season when it starts to get cold out, you can really get some good discounts on those tickets. Like, um, I mean, obviously everybody knows for the Christmas Eve game tickets were like five bucks a person to get in because it was negative 75 degrees, you know? So, um, I think that's pretty much my complete game day guide. I may be missing some small things there, but this pretty much covers parking. I haven't parked pretty much anywhere else. Um, everything has been covered from that end. My ticket tips, there's just a few there. It's kind of the nature of the beast nowadays. You got some food options before the game. Um, I, I do recommend kind of just researching everything before you get there, restaurants that you like, things like that from where you're staying at, um, and kind of have a game plan before you get here. And that's kind of just the only, you know, only tip I have for the whole thing because um, it, it, it all changes week by week. See what the Steelers are doing. See if you'd rather be at the stadium early around game time um, and just really plot out your visit based on that week. You, you know, you, I would say you can pretty much plot out your entire week, the week of the event and be just fine. Um, just because that's when you pretty much know when everything's going down. If there's a player appearance at a tailgate, you'll know that week. So, I, you know, that's probably the, the last tip I have to wrap up everything is, you know, take your time planning everything out. You have plenty of time with everything. You, um, the only thing, you know, maybe jump on at our, our hotels, um, but that's kind of not part of my game day guide here. That could be a whole separate episode of where to stay. Um, but I hope you enjoyed my game day guide. If I'm missing anything, people, please feel free to add to comments when I post and share it. I'd love to hear them just so I know. You know, if I can refer other people, I'm not going to be offended by hearing some tips that I left out. So please let me know if there's anything cool you've ever done. And I can't wait to talk to you guys again. Thank you very much again, Steeler Nation. I can't wait to be back on uh, Steeler Nation Network again. Thanks a lot.